Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Anne Tuttle-Brown. We're really enjoying this series we're doing about life and space organization tips for each of the four types of children. And today we're really, I'm just really looking forward to supporting the type two child. This is our more sensitive child. The type two child has a soft connected movement that has an emotional connection to their space and belongings. And as if you've been listening to this series, you know, we've invited our life and space organization um, expert and life coach, Diane in Denmark, who is famous on YouTube, followed by many. She is a type one and she does have a type two in her family, not her child, but her part, her spouse. So she has experience with this. I have two type two children and I'm grateful that one of them is here with me today. My co-host, Ann (laughs) Tuttle Brown. And I have a lot of experience with um, what type twos are known for, which was a real sort of, it was funny, it was interesting for me to realize some of these sort of quirky tendencies that no other profiling system has ever pointed out. And one of those tendencies that I became aware of in the early stages of developing energy profiling was, hmm, type twos are the pile makers. They they acquire That's piles. True. That is a really like a very unique trait that is true for, you know, that like you identified who has that trait. Yeah, it's type two. Yeah, the other trait that I thought was fascinating, and this is very specific to type two males, they like to keep the boxes things come in, like and cords and cables, right? Yes, cord. Oh, uh, I can always count on my husband having a cord or cable or a charger or something. <laughs> Does your, uh, you know, I've seen that, and people are sort of they find that fascinating. How did she? figure that out. Well, I just watched. <laughs> I lived with enough of them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to let Anne actually lead out on this. We've identified three challenges that we've asked Diane to come up with some tips uh, to help help these challenge. They're challenges because not because it's any ill will of a child because children, I think parents too often think their child is being difficult they're not agreeable. They're not cooperative. Well, your approach to them is not working because the tendencies and what they need isn't supportive when it comes to managing their space, their life. They're not being supported with the right, uh, taught the right skill sets that align with them. So they're effortless. So understanding your child's true nature, then teaching skill sets that complement that, you get rid of the challenge. So, Ian, I'm going to turn this over to you. Well, oftentimes the challenge can just be a mismanagement of the gift or a misunderstanding of the gift because within the challenge you will see, okay, that is the true gift of that type. So with type 2, one of the challenges is becoming emotionally connected to what they own and having a hard time letting it go, which leads to clutter, which leads to piles, which leads to mess. And so where's the gift? The emotional connection. Explain for our benefit as well because you – 
you personally know this emotional connection. Is it about the memory? Is it about what, what create, you know? Yeah, I think, and like some items have just, they've been with you for so long. Like they've been through it with me. Like (laughs) they're, you know, part of the experience. And I think there are, there are things that I prize and I treasure and I um, am very attached emotionally to them. I do like to declutter. I like to move on and get rid of things. So I've developed that inside of me, maybe because I was raised by you. (laughs) But I so I do have a preference for that as well. But the things you know, I've I had a baby blanket that I slept with until I was 20. You still have that baby blanket. I still do. I don't sleep with it anymore. But of course, I will treasure it and always have it as a keepsake now. Um, My American Girl doll I have and I treasure and I have all of her things. And and I'm very fond of it. Fond is something okay. I adore. So you've it. allowed, just before we get to Diane's tips, you've allowed, knowing you have this emotional connection, you've been discerning and saying that I am going to keep because mm-hmm. that is, you know. Yeah, and I've been through a lot of my boxes over me. the years and gotten rid of more stuff. And some stuff, unfortunately, I was sad that I did let go of it. Now thinking back, I had a really big teddy bear mm-hmm. collection and I whittled it down to like six. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I had over 30, like from all over the world that I'd collected, some I had made, and I was like, ah, I wish I would have kept those. So that's a little bit sad, but most of it, I'm glad I moved on. So Diane, what are your tips for the type two more sensitive child? Okay, well, we're going to start off with with storage. So the storage in the child's room, type twos, they like to see their piles of things. So probably more open storage. And, and the other types we're talking about, you know, maybe bins and boxes. The type uh, two perhaps have a, a even a shelf around the bed to have their their favorite things, that things where they, they really have a connection so they feel close to it. Um, and also give them a couple of boxes where they can really, like you said, you have kind of random objects that you've had since you were a child. A couple of boxes where they can just keep those items. They don't fit into any category. There's no, you know, it's not a certain type of toy, but just items that they want to hold on to. And, and you know, a kind of memories box, something that, uh, you know, a lot of children, if you know, maybe they're having tough time or a down day, they, they can pull out their kind of memory box and open up and just have a look at all their little knickknacks. So there's no kind of pressure for them to have them in a certain, you know, box with plushies or Lego or books, but just these kind of random items that, that you collect. The only thing I would say is, you know, once that box gets full, maybe you can help mm. them to declutter and say, okay, do you really need to hold on to these I don't know, toys, you know, from McDonald's, meals or whatever. It's just, but just give them that idea where they know they have a space to keep it. The mum's not going to throw them out. It, it, it's okay to have that connection with things. Yeah, letting go of that pressure of I have to safeguard this and defend it or mom's going to yeah. take it away. Is yeah. nice. You really want to win over your type too. Sit down and let them tell you about all those keepsakes. Yeah, you know, you can set a timer, say, I'd love to sit down with you for five minutes. Show me some of your favorite things in here. I'm like, oh, this and why does that mean so much to you? But but that's what they will learn that if if they put the things in that box that nobody else is going to take them away, you know, and, and then they can see, okay, those things are special. Maybe, you know, piles and piles of books, those are not so special. And then you can declutter there. 
Yeah, I like that. And it's just, it's a man, space management, right? So if you have the space yeah. enough for a box, then you don't have to worry so much about the, the categories. And, you know, going back to my teddy bear collection that I had, I just had them all on a, sh- a shelf and I love to look at them and I would, I named them all. I would uh, rearrange them sometimes. And I think as I got older, I didn't really have a space for them. And I felt like Did they're... You, but you knew you were a type two by then, by the time you yeah, started to let It's when I really got into the Cone Marie, like, Uh, and I just I think I went too far with that maybe because I was like it um they have no practical use for them I don't really want my kids playing with them I like Mm -hmm. what what do I do with them do I really want these you know and I think like going like maybe it doesn't fit into any category it didn't but I like to look at it it brought up memories yeah Yeah. so do you ask yourself on the question what's my emotional connection to this that's a really good question to ask I think since a child has this setup and it is just what why they keep things to teach them you have emotional connection to things now let's on a scale we need to cut it a turban is this low on the emotional connection versus high so that they work with what Mm -hmm. they already they're going to work with what is yeah yeah and let let them know that that's okay but they can you know they're not going to leave home start their own home and have their whole home filled with things where they feel emotional (laughs) you know that's that's just not going to work but and i think and you mentioned uh, conmari conmari does not say get rid of things just because if you've got something you want to hold on to, even if it doesn't have a use, it's a sentiment, you get to hold on to it. And that, yeah. that's a misconception there. But I think if you can give your child a couple of boxes, as I said, where, you know, and they can be very fancy, decorative, uh, however you want, you know, the, the boys could be some kind of treasure chest, girls. Might I, I, that's the word that comes box. to mind mm. is treasure. I treasure this. So yeah. the treasure chest idea, but then to teach a type two child that there's a, there's a, not everything gets to be treasured, you know, no. there, oh. you've got to really refine what gets qualifies putting, for that. But for you, the parent, you're also putting a limit on it that, right. you know, you, you can't have 15 treasure chests mm-hmm. where we're, we're going for the, the things that really make uh, a, a big. Let's see. I've got four. I've got four treasure chests That's in fine. the storage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Anne? I have a couple of uh, treasure chest boxes in, in our basement. You know, I used to be into punk music when I was a child. And I, and, I, and I have, you know, I used to interview bands and I have all my letters and think, I'm not getting that's rid of cool. them. But that's, you know, that's my emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, we all have those random treasure boxes. Before we go on, we have a brief message you're going to want to hear. Knowing your type and your child's type changes everything, doesn't it? It helps you to understand one another better. It can help your outside, too. When you wear clothes that express your type, you feel better, you look better, and people understand you more easily, including your kids. Carol Tuttle created the Dressing Your Truth program to help you dress true to your type and create a personal style that expresses who you really are. The best part? You can learn all the basics for free. Start loving how you look and feel at dressingyourtruth.com. Another challenge that type twos can have is they become complacent with the piles, going back to piles and clutter so much that they're not motivated to clean up. So just kind of that type two very is a lower movement. Think of a river, 
meandering. You'd be like, well, oh, you I'll just meander around the pile. It's if, just sitting there. It's fine. I've, I've watched um, enough hoarder shows on television to recognize that most often the people in stuck in that um, overwhelm and and I mean it's a psychological issue as well that they bring in help for them but they're typically type two so see they get that complacency hits it's a very extreme form so of many details with the piles that's overwhelming mm-hmm. they don't even know how to move forward because they're not a let's get going you know your energy isn't an outward you th- you're processing i should do the you know this mm-hmm. internal process goes yeah. on they're going on the, the defensive because they're having to defend every single item that they want to keep Right. So how do you get a type two child out of that complacent? Well, that's, that's the thing with having, you know, the storage where where you're giving them a space where it's safe to have their things. And then the rest of the piles, you know, that your storage of the general toys that that's going to follow like everybody else. You, you, you've really got to give them you know, very clear defined areas of this is what you're allowed to have emotional connection to and the rest you can go through with things, for example, books, you know, children quickly grow out of books. You can say, okay, does this actually match your age? Is it something that you can, and and they have the emotional connection as well. You can say, you know, perhaps your little cousin, Timmy would really enjoy this book. You know, you really enjoyed it when you were small Maybe we can hand that on and, and you know, give them that emotional um, kind of high of, of giving it on to somebody else who's going to really love it. Along with the type two lower movement, that can mean that type two children are slower to get moving into action and parents can feel at a loss on how to motivate the type two to get moving, to get the routine started, get to get the messes cleaned up. Diane, what would, what would you speak to yeah. Well, we've, we've talked about the importance of having, you know, a daily routine for you or for, for the kids. And I think for the type two, it's it's really important that, again, you sit down with the child and work out with them, well, what is the natural flow for the type two child? You know, you may think it works. Uh, you've got a set idea about what order you should do things, but, you know, follow the child. How, how do they move through their routine? And especially adding in some uh, comfort to the routine at the beginning or the end. Um, you know, perhaps you, have, you go through some kind of ritual where you switch on some fairy lights, an LED candle, uh, or maybe they know that the, the, the routine will finish with a bedtime story from a sibling or mum or dad or a hug. Just so that that gives them that natural finish to the routine, that they know that, okay, when when... When the sibling reads them their story, good night, that is it, it's finished. And I think that will help them to kind of disconnect at the end of the uh, routine. But also, you know, that comfort feeling at the beginning, say, uh, you know, if they're very attached to some kind of toy or plushie, that they find that plushie and, okay, they're going to start their evening routine and the plushie goes with them everywhere they go, for example. I love that idea of having uh, something to look forward to that, as that added measure of comfort. Like the idea of being able to light a candle and hear the soft hum of the dishwasher certainly helps me get through cleaning mm-hmm. up the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I know that that comfortable with the mood lighting and be able to sit on the couch with my husband, it's like, okay, I can get through this. I know what's at the end. And my type two son, he'll just kind of freeze on me if I start mm-hmm. to rush him 
And I like the idea of starting. Where do you want to start? What do you, let's clean your room. What do you want to start with? And Letting then them kind of following. Let them start the flow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then helping move move step. it along. But And like, I love that, um, Diane, yeah. to say I've let them create their flow and support them in creating a plan to flow through. Also, mm-hmm. I've noticed like some, I'll try with like, you make your bed and I'll clean up the toys. But I find that if you can do the job together, it's more comfortable than divide and conquer. Yeah, and and if you if you want to come away from that, you know, mum or dad or sibling helping, um, and I know I talk a lot, you know, the, the idea for kids with the timer. I, I don't know really any type twos who enjoy using a timer. My 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 bestie, my best friend, she's a type two, and she does not like using a timer. Too much what, pressure, I would think, right? Yeah, feels, exactly. Feels exactly. But pressure. What can do is again the idea of using, you know, switching on some music and say, okay, we're, we're going to listen to two, three songs while we go through, you know, the bedtime routine or the morning routine and, and just make it the same, the same song. So they, they get into working along at that pace. You know, if you're, if you're finding it's taking too long, say, you know, choose three specific songs and, and then it's an automatic thing that it, it, they, they just get into the way of knowing that, oh, you know, this song is coming up. I should have, I should be brushing my teeth by now. I should have my pajamas on by now. And, and it makes, makes it less of you pushing them, but they're just also, being carried along by the music or, you know, or perhaps it's a podcast or a song that, or a, a story. Yeah, that you could create a short bedtime playlist and they know. Like every night they're listening to the same three songs. Okay, with this song, I do this. This song, I do yeah. this. I like that idea. Oh, that's a really good idea. Uh, you shared this tip with me a couple months ago, and I've been experimenting with it. And, you know, I I, I relate to that, not enjoying a timer. But by the times mm-hmm. that I do set a timer, at least helps me get going. I'm like, I clean up the kitchen yeah. in 15 minutes. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it takes 30, but the music, the song, yeah. something yeah. got me going. And then mm-hmm. I can kind of relax and say, oh, it doesn't the timer doesn't matter maybe it'll take me five songs not two or three you know but having that little bit of something to push I think finding natural ways to help push your child along is very supportive yeah that's a better word too yeah (laughs) the thing I see parents that are just you know putting out commands to rather than not when they don't have routines when children are not able to be self um operative within a routine parents will default to just putting out commands all through the day telling their kids what to do yeah and who likes that nobody likes that well and the child the two children that are going to have be a most you know every child has a resistance factor to that but the type two is going to feel like they're pushed constantly and i guarantee if you'll take five minutes to sit down with your type two and invite them to do what Diane has suggested and, and that tip to let them create their flow, that they're informed and in what's expected of them. Let them decide the flow and order, set up some comfort in the environment. You're going to get them moving into motion and initiate them. And your results are going to be, you're going to be shocked at the difference. Because if you just keep telling them and reminding them and putting out these yeah, requests, they're just going to shut down. Yeah, and then this more is going to be and more and rewarding. 
It's going to be a rewarding moment for them. It's going to be something yeah. that that makes them feel cozy and comfy. Yeah. So they, they just a, feel a relief. I mean, I know they just. I mean, I didn't know this when you and Chris were little. And type three moms are very much in the moment. Let's get this done. I think that's where <laughs> going sorry. back to our. <laughs> I will apologize for that one. <laughs> well, it ended out okay. I mean, I don't. I, I know we, you were we, very like. Um, give us our autonomy too. You'd say, yeah. this is what I'm doing. You can choose to join I me or this I was, needs uh, to be done. I was big and... on shoreboards to dictate routines. So yeah, <laughs> so you, you'd let us flow at our pace, but we needed to get these things done. But um, if you are, you know, shouting the commands all day, go back to our first podcast with Diane, where we talk about creating house rules, some basic fa- mm. foundation. So you don't have to be the one reminding tips. the house rules are there. Yeah. Well, as you would expect, the parenting practice this week is to implement one of Diane's tips in your supporting your type two child and getting more organization in their space and in their life and seeing where you've been off that you've actually, because of your approach, you've been most likely stressing your child, which then shuts them down. So again, this doesn't, it it will save you time in the long run to make these changes. So start with one tip and see that succeed, and then add another one. I want to thank Diane for her remarkable insights and the tips that she's prepared for this series, and we're looking forward to now continuing with our Type 3. Thanks so much, Carol. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.